0: Somebody in the uh, Twitch chat got it wrong. XBear28. He did a uh, plus 775 if Hart is not wearing a visor. He said via Rhode Island Sportsbook. Wrong way. Andy Hart wearing or. or eh, it wouldn't be a.
1: Uh, yeah, Andy Hart with no visor. It just. What is the affiliation doesn't make with sense. Clemson? I like orange. Okay, nobody goes there. Kids are too young, and they're not even in college. You just like the orange visor.
2: Yeah, my son wants to go there. He okay. is for some reason into Clemson, but yeah, no. Just Matt, you know
1: what? Clemson seems to be a new destination from people in the Northeast. Yeah,
2: I, well, there's actually a lot of people yeah. in our town Football. that I know, like kids are being sent there the last you know four, five, six years from high school. It's a good destination. Well, nice no, place. you know why? You know Football. why people?
1: You know why people love it? Because the what? parents want to go visit. It's a great college atmosphere. They got a good football team. They got good sports. The town I'm is awesome. I'm all for it then. I mean See in you in a could, few years. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, hey, they'll play B C. It's say yeah, here you go. Let's, let's go. Gresham Fourier Road trip. Down. Is there sun there right now? I'm there. Let's
2: go.
0: No, that's true. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate going to visit that campus. Yeah, campus i just great. heard some things about down there. Like what? what one of my best friends got recruited by uh Clemson. Okay. In what sport? In uh, football in and? the in the
1: 90s. Oh, well, listen, I mean, you go Jesus. anywhere, know, anywhere I'm just in, the, in the, the 90s. I know, but you want to hear some stories about the 90s recruiting well, in, the, in the Big 8? No, but I'm talking about Actually, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honest to God, you could probably write a book just forget about Colorado, Oklahoma, Nebraska in the 90, in the late 80s, oh, 90s. How, how about this? How about I put Jeez. it How about I
0: try to put it this way? It is uh it's still a tad backwards down there.
2: Well, no, uh, I mean... Yeah.
0: Okay. I, that's all, that's all. That was the only thing I was referencing. I didn't want okay. to bring it down. I tell it's not like Fartmouth, Massachusetts or Dartmouth, oh. Mass- Massachusetts. It's always well, mess No, but Dartmouth. come on. The, uh, the the guy Channel 10 down in Providence <laughs> last day. Even Andy Hart reacted to it laughing. There it is up there on Twitch. It is pretty funny where it was, uh, he was going through the uh, rainfall. Dighton Dy- uh, had <laughs> 2.2 and then Fartmouth <laughs> 2.16. They really
1: put that up on the damn screen. They
0: totally did. That's how I found it. I, Somebody I know was more. rushing. Somebody was rushing. And and the weather guy down there, Mark Searles, is a great dude. A great dude. Although I did get Uh, thrown off of his channel, and I've never been allowed back because I made fun of a news anchor's hair once. That's too funny. On a live 6 o'clock news. You know what, Art? You're You're probably right on
2: that You're a bit of a bully.
0: I'm not not a bully. Back then, it, it was a funny joke is what it was. But oh, as you say, lots of bullying is funny. At well, the that's time. the thing. As you say, <laughs> that, it's not. You say that the truth hurts, uh, but it can be funny, and yeah. people don't want to deal with it and all that. What is the truth of Jacoby Myers leaving the New England Patriots? In your opinion, Andy
2: Hart? I think it's pretty simple, and I think the New England Patriots didn't want him anymore. They had no interest in him, and I know Christian and I have battled about his value and his role and how good he is and all these things. I think the Patriots weighed in that they liked him less than even I did because for that contract. I mean, uh, I, I just I don't really get it for a head coach who beats us over the head with all I care about with my receivers is they get open and catch the football. Right? He's lived by that statement supposedly for two plus decades in New England, and a guy who gets open and catches the football and just got essentially a one-year deal, but let's just say a three-year deal, averaging eleven million dollars a year. You don't want him? Why? Because he doesn't run a forty like Nelson Aguilar, who you just paid eleven million a year to do absolutely diddly poo for your team to give the ball to the other team. So I, I they can I know there was the report from Crapsheet that they we can't match that or whatever. Well, yeah, you can. Why can you not match that? It's a nothing contract. And even Rich Keith is like, well, you know, maybe this means they can go get a twenty million dollar receiver. Oh, you mean like the team he signed with who already has a $20 million receiver and added him as a complimentary $11 million receiver? Like, what are we doing? They didn't want Jacoby Myers. That's fine. Be honest about it. Now go replace him because you lost Mac Jones' most consistent receiver from recent years. He's been your best receiver. Christian, you know that. You thought he was a playmaker. I disputed it, but he certainly was their number one receiver. No, you're right. And it's funny, the one thing that
1: stood out to me the whole the whole can't versus won't. Right. The, the woe difference. is me. Right. The woe is me. Oh, right. sorry, Join. Patriot Nation. We you know we can't do no, you don't you don't want to at that I think they wanted him, but just at their number, at their rate, at seven million. yeah, well, I would even 11. say probably <laughs> even less than that based on how they value the position. if they think he's you know, if he doesn't have the measurements like all some of these other guys, I would ask you this, Andy then, with that is is this it feels no different than any of the other other receivers that played that position. They treated him no different than any of the other guys at that position based on how they value the position.
2: Yes, and I, I think I think that's true, but I also think the other thing we talked about last week is true because I don't think there was a lot of interest on the open market. you know forget about ESPN saying 15 or 20 million. It doesn't sound like he had a lot of options and that means what we talked about people still look at him as the slow guy who went undrafted who really isn't worthy of being a top three receiver on a National Football League team, right? Like, they're still stuck in there. They checked their file from four years ago. Oh, yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's not worth that much. And the only people that had any interest, apparently, were or at least two of the people, were people that he played for, the Patriots on some level, whatever their value was, and Josh McDaniels, who says, yeah, I'll swoop in and, and add a proven commodity to my offense. And I also think... We looked at him here and what he had to try to do as whatever you want to label him, a quasi-number one, their best receiver. Now he gets to go play with Devontae Adams, who's going to get all the attention of the defense. I think this is a great deal for the Raiders and Jacoby Myers. He's going to play out that contract. He's going to live up to the contract. You'll never regret it if you're in Las Vegas. It's perfect for him.
0: Uh, So the way the Patriots have been sort of slowly building the roster here during this tampering period is interesting because... They put a a little over a $2.6 million tender on Miles Bryant, a little over $2.7 million tender on uh, Yadni Kajust. They signed Riley Reef. They signed the kid Anderson from uh, Denver. Hart, I'm starting to look at the way they're building the offensive line. Once again, is is tackle on the board for first round for the Patriots in the draft? Because it feels like if they had to go to battle with what they've got on the roster right now or reported signings to come, that with Bill O'Brien, they're probably competitive. What do you make of the way they're building the O-line group?
2: Yeah, with Bill O'Brien and Adrian Clem, we don't know how good a coach he is, but he's an offensive line coach. He's a real offensive line right. coach. I think you've given him the tools to go to battle, to compete, to have some veterans. I mean, Reef's a guy that has started at least 10 games every year, dating back more than a decade in the NFL, 150 starts under his belt. Now he's 34, so he's a short-term answer at the position, he's just n- like Trent Brown is. He's new Schwanky. Remember
0: Brian Schwenke, the guy that they brought in like a bunch of years ago to be like the swing tackle and he retired and it left him like no depth in Brady's last year, I think it was? That to me is Riley Reef. He's the guy that you break glass in case of emergency.
2: This is my CTE or something kicking in because that name does not ring a bell. All right, that's fine, man. We here. had to back It was, down it was, it was
0: Tom Brady <laughs> years, so that, okay. that's now what? Four ago.
2: years ago now. I'm not as young as I used to be, but no. Uh, but I wouldn't rule out a high tackle draft pick because for decades we've seen Bill do the draft a year early thing. Nate Solder was the best example. The one more year of Matt Light, you get Nate Solder in. He's the extra tackle, extra tight end, and then he takes over the starting job the next year. And you're going to be looking for starting tackles a year from now, at the very least. Even if Trent Brown and Riley Reef come right in and start, let's just say they start 17 games each, you still need tackles moving forward. So I wouldn't eliminate a developmental high-end tackle from the mix, but it certainly pushes tackle down the list of needs. Now I think you have to say, the two outside passing game positions are the positions of greatest need: cornerback and wide receiver. If if you're just drafting pure need, I would think those are the two positions you would focus on at 14 and early in the draft. So,
1: Andy, just just to go back to Jacoby Myers because uh, De- Devin McCourty was on uh, early this morning, and he said, uh, you know, he was just obviously wasn't sure like what they were doing, why they wouldn't pay him, but he also said that he doesn't see the replacement. He doesn't know who would replace him. Uh, I would ask you: Does it matter?
2: Um, Well, based on the way we've talked about this for a while, know that they will find somebody to succeed. And I also, I don't want to diminish uh, Jacoby Myers and what he's done the last few years, but I also think there's certain positions in football where you will accumulate the statistics if you're out there. If they have a slot receiver next year who plays 15, 16, 17 games... Can't we pencil them in for sixty plus catches? Just the nature of the position. Yeah. Just like if they have a middle linebacker, I'm going to pencil them in for ninety tackles. <laughs> yeah. The nature of the position, like it just kind of goes with it. So they will find somebody. I know. You know so the wait, fans. Matthew, So
1: what makes that? What makes that guy at that position different and special? Then what, what, I would say, what makes him special?
2: The the ability to do it when it matters. Yeah. The you're in Kansas City and they're bracketing you, and you're in the AFC title game, and Julian Edelman still gets open. Yep. Right. Or. Third and eight, you always get nine. Like the certain, But if you third and eight get me six with regularity, well, you're going to pile up your catches. You'll finish with 60, 70, 80 catches at the end of the year, and we're going to be a crappy football team. Because we brought the punter that we don't even have yet out on the field after you didn't move the chains. right? So the, the value in that position, like Wes Welker, when people would say, oh, you lead the league in yards after catch. Well, I better I catch the ball at the line of scrimmage. Like If I'm not, I'm not doing my job. So you need to move the chains and make plays. I, I've actually started my pre-draft uh, prep work quite a bit on the wide receivers. There's a lot of intriguing slot receivers in this draft, and I don't think you're going to have to take them uh, early. Now, Zay Flowers is a, a tweener slot outside guy from BC. That'll be an early pick. But there's a lot of other guys that I think you could probably get in the second, third, fourth rounds. If they're going the youth route here, Tyquan Thornton, right? If if he's going to be your outside guy moving forward and you're hoping for a year two jump and you want to pair a young slot receiver with him and maybe sign a Braxton Berrios or somebody to compete in camp, I think some of those bodies are actually available in the middle of this draft.
0: Do you think Bill O'Brien will have heavy input into maybe a mid-round pick or some of those guys like you referenced – like, I think I think every year now we're going to have, yep, there'll be some top-end wide receivers, but the middle, you know, the second through, like, the fourth or fifth round, we're going to see more and more guys that can play a wide receiver coming out of college than ever before. And I wonder if Bill O'Brien's got his eye on a guy or two who says, hey, for what I want to do here, this guy can come in and play right away.
2: Sure. And I'm sure Bill O'Brien has his wish list up and down the board, right? Like, if you were going to allow me to sign somebody for my offense on day one, here's guys I would consider, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm sure he also, as we get to the draft, hey, if you pretend and you want to whatever, give me the 14th pick, here's what I'd be thinking there. But I also have guys that I can make work in the middle of the draft. Yes, I, I absolutely think because... I mean, we, we don't know exactly how this is going to play out, A, in the draft room or B, on the sideline, but I think we're all penciling him in as the CEO of the offense. So as the CEO of the offense, he's obviously going to get some say. And we've, we've had to keep an eye on the Patriots draft room in recent years because for a while there it was really small, right? It was Ernie, it was a couple other guys, and Bill, Scott, Nick, whoever the guy of the time was, and they would bring in an assistant coach right when they're on the oh so what do you think we're thinking of going here do you sign off on it at the last minute hey dante what do you think of this lineman in recent years the room looks like it expanded the collaborative effort with more guys involved whether it's matt patricia matt grow eli wolf i wonder if bill o'brien will be in that mix of more of a not just who do you want when you're on the – sorry, just banged my microphone there. My bad. Uh, not only who do you want – I'm getting – talking with my hands here. Mm. I'm getting excited. It's draft. I'm like Mel Kuyper. Yeah, he's getting uh, all fired up. Who not only is
0: Mel Kuyper?
2: <laughs> not only who do you want, but when you want him. does he Is he in the room long enough to start to say, I, hey, I think it's time to go wide receiver here. This is a great opportunity for us to pounce. I think he'll probably be invested in that process.
1: Okay, so Andy Hart, um, all-knowing. Uh, free agency starts officially, the new league year starts officially at 4 p.m. Will the Patriots sign anybody that we recognize? Other yes. than some,
2: I mean, so you do. What, who do you think? Like, What's your gut telling you that they're going to do? Well, my gut is already wrong because I thought they needed to be more aggressive. I think I told you guys that a couple weeks yep. ago. Be aggressive, be, be aggressive. Like okay, 0 for 1. <laughs> 0 for 1. They were not. So that tells me I don't know what that tells me, actually. That's probably a four-hour show trying to interpret what they're thinking and how they're approaching this because it feels old school. Doesn't this feel like a typical Patriots spring? Yeah, except the problem is you're not the typical Patriots. You're not in the dynasty anymore. You're four years removed from a playoff win. And the thing that I found interesting is your owner, about 12 hours after you got your butt whooped by the Bills again to miss the playoffs and go home, put out a season ticket holder letter that said, we're going to evaluate everything and we're going, to, we're going to improve and we're going to put an improved product on the field in 2023, setting expectations, I thought. And now you have not fulfilled any of those expectations. You're doing what, well, we're going to re-sign one of our guys because, you know, Jonathan Jones took a team-friendly deal to come back. And, yeah, we're going to keep Jabril Peppers and we'll bring in a couple offensive linemen that are second and third tier. We're not going to go near the top of the tackle market. This is an old-school Patriots offseason. The only problem is they need more than that. I would argue right now they're a worse football team than when they finished the season because they lost their best receiver, and I don't think it's a tough argument necessarily to make. They're a worse football team. (laughs) John Right. So they're a worse football team right now. That doesn't mean they can't be a better football team come September. There's still draft opportunities now. We can evaluate whether they've been good or bad at drafting in the last couple years, five years, that whole process there, and... How well are they going to be coached? Maybe the, the coaching will improve some of the overall oh. level of the offense, of the defense, whatever you want to put it in. But I also would say, Christian, you know, you said free agency starts at four. Yeah. It feels like it's already over. Yeah. <laughs> like we've dealt with two yeah. days of signings and trades. And it,
0: it, yeah. We're at the B level. We're, it feels yeah. like we're at B level free agency. Hey, Hart, I know that, that when we talked a couple weeks ago, I was very much, hey, first round pick. It feels more a line of scrimmage. We haven't talked defense at all. Should defensive tackle or edge players still be on the radar with the first-round pick, especially given the way they've sort of put together this O-line as of right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, elite talent should always be on the radar. I'm a big believer in that. Edge, D-tackle. If you're going to get me an impact player—now, I don't think it should be if you're— as good as you think you are at some of those positions. And, and the guy that I would circle first and foremost is Christian Barmore. Do I need the 14th pick in the draft on a defensive tackle if Christian Barmore is going to turn into what we all think slash hope slash expect he may be? No. Now, Edge is a little different because Judon is not getting any younger. His contract, what do you want to do there? Do you want to extend him? Josh Uche is going to get paid. Because he's got a double digit sack season on his <laughs> resume. And, not but, here. <laughs> no, no, I know. So you're going to need to sort of so fill you, that pipeline year ahead. Not- Edge defenders, I think you should always consider. If you think the guy is a, is a truly elite, high-end edge defender, I think they change they change defenses in football. I mean, look at Vaughn Miller. The money he got to go to Buffalo because they thought he was going to put him over the top, and then when he gets hurt, their defense kind of fell apart and was nothing like what it was earlier in the year. So I think edge defenders should always be in the mix, but it's not your biggest need because no. I still think you need corner I still think you need wide receiver help, whether it's a number one or just a replacement for whatever you call Jacoby Myers. You need a tight end, right? I, I know we make fun of John O. Smith, but Hunter Henry can't do it all. You're going to, Especially if Bill O'Brien has any aspirations to be a two-tight end team with any regularity in this new-look offense. So, no, I don't... Unless it's just a uh, an offer you can't refuse in terms of talent on the board, I don't think D-Tackle should be uh, atop the list.
1: All right, real quickly, because uh, 1 o'clock, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to be speaking <laughs> on the Pat McAfee show. Okay, we'll have some
2: sound there if he does
1: make an announcement. Do you think he declares what he's doing?
2: Uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say yes. He's just going to say I'm going to the Jets because he has to go to the Jets. If I'm the Jets, I'm leveraging this. I'm getting the Packers to eat more money because he can't go back to Green Bay. It feels like that door is totally closed. Mark Murphy, all yeah. those are like past tense talking about it. keys them. They don't, don't want... work anymore. But the, exactly. Jets, the
0: Jets have no leverage here, it feels like.
2: Oh, I think they have all the leverage. Oh, What's the worst-case scenario for the Jets? They have a crappy quarterback? That's called last season. They can fill that void. They still have a good defense. They're still building offensively around. I think the leverage rests with the Jets. I would try to flex my muscle a little bit, see if I could get the Packers to eat some cap to for me to take Aaron Rodgers and the whole soap opera off your hands but the other thing that i didn't know that's mixed into this apparently mcafee is supposed to make his own announcements in the next day or so about he could be pulling the plug on his podcast and his deal with FanDuel's running out or he's pulling the plug on 130 million or 20 million dollars and he doesn't want to work as much so you got two interesting characters maybe they'll both make career announcements at one o'clock let's
1: do it together Thelma and louise let's
2: go right off the cliff
1: (laughs) please no, I want the Cliff to be Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. That's what I think the real Cliff is. Oh, boy. Uh,
2: you want Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, so you want the Patriots to be the fourth-best team in the, the I don't think
1: they will be. I, oh. I, yeah. Rogers I don't think is they done? will be. I'm Rogers not saying that he's done. I feel like uh, I, I'm not worried about Rodgers <laughs> from 10 years ago. Can, can I Can I? – They're uh, going to be – the Patriots will be the second-best team in the AFC East. Can I – Oh, can I? clip that. Wow. Clip that. Clip it. Oh, wow. Save it. Hey, flex uh, it. They are, no the, they are the
0: Jets. as uh, Foyer, as I said to you yesterday, they can jet this thing up better than anybody, even with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, mm. not worried about it. You're They'll Robert say. Sala, one of the real geniuses in the NFL. I'm sure we'll learn that.
2: All gas, no break. That's right. That's that will I will beat your ass. So you just went on the record as saying yeah. the Patriots will be the second best. So you're counting on Tua's head being cooked. Is that accurate? Absolutely. And you're counting on Aaron Rodgers just being... Clown no. no I'm more importantly,
1: the Patriots are going to be a better football team. That's what I'm counting on.
2: Well, why are you burying the lead? How are we getting there?
1: Don't worry about it. You're going to be in next week. We'll don't talk about worry it. About you know don't worry about it. You have an answer. No. You'll be oh, in a big next bad week. radio
2: bully doesn't have an they're, answer.
1: Hey, listen, go get a new color visor, please. They're, they're, okay, all, they're already better with uh, Bill O'Brien
0: and Adrian <laughs> Clem. Because again, Hart, <laughs> we need to remember in New England that Mac Jones ruined Mac Jones. His coach was great. Always remember that. That's the uh, narrative from the fans.
2: I don't think that's how that's I, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't either.
0: But again, uh, and we'll hear from Devin McCourty from the Greg Hill yep. show earlier today coming up in the one o'clock hour. Hard thank you, friend. You can read all of his work at WEEI.com. And please do. Thank and you. please do. There you go. Andy Hart of yeah. weei.com.